happy and you know it. Clap your hands. No. Yeah, no clapping here. Oh, welcome back to another episode of Detroit Dart Talk then, I guess. In the studio today, it's your boy, Tom and... Tim. And in the studio we have... Let's just go... Bottom to top, not, I not guess. Not in the studio. Uh, yeah, in the in the I electronic know. studio. Okay. Was Eric supposed to be here? I, I in oh. our in our individual remote studio. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. We didn't check to see if Eric was coming. Uh, I'll send him a text. <laughs> if Eric's coming, <laughs> hop in. <laughs> oh, we're so organized. I love this. Um. Yeah. So who do who do we have in, on the uh, Discord channel today? I am Brayden. I'm at the bottom. Uh, Scotty from Cleveland. Greg from OSU. Uh, Brandon, formerly of OSU. Bogue, who's just lost at this point. And then Tyler, who's muted for some reason. He's probably I'm here. I promise I'm here. I don't know what's going on with my phone. I'm alive. Yay, Tyler. Tyler of YSU and then Warfame. Oh, doesn't Youngstown have a game coming up in the f- spring? Mm, in theory. Looks in, at both. In the spring. <laughs> They just had uh, I mean, uh, like a pseudo week-long something or other, didn't they? Yeah, we had something. Something. We sure had something. There were nerfs last year. Mm-hmm. We may have killed everybody six times, but, you know. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> that much better. Exactly. Well, we'll jump right into our main topic because I have a f- uh, feeling this may be a long one. Um I think most people that are familiar with the HVZ scene um, at least know um, some of the people that are our guests today. Um, Tyler uh, has been the um, zombie mod and boomer at uh, End War in 2017 and End War in 2018. Uh, has been a guest on the show a couple of times. Um, we also have... Uh, Scotty Solomon, who runs the uh, HVZ Global Invite page, uh, as well as was uh, one of the moderators at End War in 17. Um, oh, Eric says he is joining. Um, so <laughs> it's gonna about to get it. more, about to get even more crowded in here. Um, and so Scotty approached me about talking about an event they went to that. Uh, was a very unique experience in HVZ culture, I guess. Um, so we definitely wanted to give them the opportunity to talk about this experience and um, see how it's different. And I don't know, I, I might try to pull some ideas and incorporate it in Z13 if I can. I don't know. Uh, uh, does anybody mind if I just give a quick intro to Massive in general? No one, not one bit. So uh, MAASF, uh, which is Massachusetts Airsoft Forum, has been running for the last five years a series of very high-intensity survival humans versus zombies games which, that are very heavy on uh, live-action roleplay, pyrotechnics, uh, and, other, and other ways to immerse the player into the game and the story. Uh, they unfortunately have lost their... Uh, <clears throat> They unfortunately have lost their venue, uh, which was a 100-acre wooded, mostly paintball-slash-airsoft course with a gigantic shanty town, uh, multiple forts, castles, towers, other sorts of structures, uh, and they were throwing one final game. So we all decided, all right, this is it. We're going to have – we have to hit this now. We don't have a choice. So we schlepped out to Massachusetts and – and some craziness ensued that we're about to get into. Sounds amazing already. So, that did I did I hear that uh, this was a continuation of a storyline? Like they had been doing an overall story arc? Yeah, yeah. I've been looking into uh, fi- figuring out what the plot was, uh, but this was the fifth game in a series called Godfall which was roughly about Nazis opening up a portal to another world where they brought through Lovecraftian creatures who fought for them and then overthrew the Nazis and then tried to take over the entire world. It was very epic in scale, and they used 
uh, era appropriate like military uniforms and era appropriate firearms loaded with blank rounds. Wow. Which they shot at us. Oh, they and were, next to us. They were actually shooting the blanks us. at players. Yes, I had a Walther PPK leveled at my face as well as a shotgun. Uh-huh. We can circle back to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm getting to it before I go to lab. Oh, that's fair. All right, please. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess just, you know, tell us. Uh, so it, if I understood correctly, you guys split off at some point? About yeah, halfway we, through the game. Yeah, we can cover like what happened up to that point. First, that'll probably make more yeah. sense. Let's yeah. just take it from the top. A very yeah. good place to begin. Yeah. Yeah, we all kind of showed up and really our only background was what we had heard from other people and the sparse few videos that are on the internet. Like, we knew this was going to be crazy. We weren't entirely prepared for just how intense it got. I mean, the very first thing they did was split the human... Well, the very first well, thing they did... Hold on, Scotty, let me cut you off for a second, because let, let me start with, like, prepping for this game. Because, like, you know, everybody here has played HVZ. Like, Tim, you, you, you go to an HVZ game, you look at your stuff, you're like, okay, I have my FDL, I have however many mags I'm going to take, and some darts, and some socks, and I have, like, good running boots, and, and, like, you know, we're good to go, right? Like, that's how you get ready for a game. Yeah, normally, sounds right. Correct? Yep, sounds right. Yeah, so for this one, they're like, yo, you have to survive in the wilderness for 12 hours. You need, like, food and water and, like, maybe some extra clothes, and you need to bring extra batteries. You have to hike in with all this stuff. So, like, I had to strip down my normal go-to HVZ loadout and rebuild it to, like, incorporate a backpack and, like, a bunch of food and water supplies and a poncho and hand warmers and, like, stuff that when you're playing on a college campus, you don't normally think about. Um, At one point, I was like, wait, there's going to be stuff blowing up. Should we get, like, face protection? And the mods were like, that's not a terrible idea. You might want to get some masks. (laughs) So we, like, I I went to Spirit Halloween, and I bought, like, a plastic half-face skull mask, not because it was cool, but, like, explosions and stuff so like we had to completely change how we got ready for this game i didn't take in nearly as much ammo as i would have because like water and food and survival so like just getting ready for it was a whole different adventure so like it was it was weird starting out having like all this extra gear you don't normally carry into an hvz game on the flip side i carried in far more bulk ammo than i normally would have because i knew i needed to top off mags as we went same. We were not going back to the car. Yeah, we were, like we could go back to the car, and we did end up having a moment where we were able to dash off and gather more shit. But it, like, I went in with I think thirteen or fourteen protein bars stuffed into my kit because they told us like you're gonna need to eat, and I figured I need the energy. I had three additional pouches that I scrounged up just to throw more ammo into, like. This is definitely a different kind of game to prepare for now that I think about it, yeah. And it's worth noting that we we were not getting that ammo back when you fired it. When we say uh, wooded, it was heavily wooded. And most of the ammo we shot either A, found the trees, found a zombie, or found something that they weren't supposed to. Like, aside from general areas, it was all just, like, what the hell? Oh yeah, I, I came back... Is somebody reloading right now? I think Tyler's walking around his house. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just took my dog out. But basically, aside from the like main structure areas, like if they built a building, there would be flat ground that you could pseudo-recover ammo on. But other than that, it was like a one-lane trail that you could kind of mark by two through. Wow. And just because it was overgrowth and brush didn't stop zombies and ghillie suits from hiding directly next to the trail to just pop out and get you. Like, if they wanted to be coordinated, we could have been all, like, dead going to final mission. Not even, like, at final mission. No, to final mission. They could have all just easily killed us. All right. Uh, we lost the thread, though. Um, yeah. so- I, I, do have, I do have one more thing to add, though, on the prep side. Because something else that they allowed were humans with noodles and shields, rather than just standard standard nerf equipment. Well, maybe, oh, yeah. yeah. 
and like zombies could also use like dag weapons like swords and shields and stuff yeah yeah so, so it was that by, it was by dag rules meaning that by hvz standards it was very generous but hmm. that gave another another outlook that you could prep on that i didn't follow but thankfully uh bogue did and i may have mooched off of him for equipment there which really doesn't work well against larp gear so yeah uh noodles have a very hard time against like actual buffers yep and uh the other thing that i don't know if anyone mentioned this yet like demolisher rockets were worth their weight in gold at this game oh yeah. my god yes brian hoffer came through buff daddy <clears throat> And managed to get Greg a giant bucket of demolisher rockets. And then I popped over to a Dollar General and bought up the blow blaster from from freaking uh, auto fire, whatever the uh, Busby. And I was literally blow gunning demolisher rockets at tanks the entire game. And these rockets would go like <laughs> seven feet maximum. It was terrible. Yeah. So so anyways, so like that's getting ready, but so we we show up at the field. I think Scotty and I were there first and everyone else kind of filtered mm-hmm. in. And they had a big sand pit staging area, so we lug all of our gear in, we load all of our mags, we go through chrono testing, which the chrono they said it was like a 140s cap kind of, but like there was a dude with a caliber and shooting 220 and they were like right. you're you're fine, just stand back like a little further and arc your shots. You can still yeah. use it. So like they gave an engagement of, distance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we go through that, then they finally, like, get their stuff together, they call us all over, they give us the rules briefing, which was the most hilarious rules briefing in the world, because, like, normally, you're used to a college campus, like, at YSU, stay out of the mulch, don't go through the the flowers, and here they're like, yeah, so when the grenades go off by you, like, it's gonna be really loud, and like, oh, please don't throw them high in the air because shrapnel, and like, don't touch light switches, they're probably rigged to explosives, so, like, it was just, like, jaw-dropping to listen to the rules briefing for this game but uh so we got through that and then the first thing that happened for the actual game was they they launched all the humans over to this field and there were like uh, 90 something of us and they were like we need 30 of you over on one side who don't mind some volume and like in my head i was like volume that means like just a lot of action no they meant like same decibels volume so they loaded because we volunteered for for the the volume team so we went with the smaller group, mm-hmm. and they pull up an Enterprise rent-a-truck flatbed truck that had, like, some janky 2 by 4s screwed into it, and they say, get on the back of the truck. So I 30 of us climb into the back of this pickup truck, take a knee, and then they start rolling this truck out down this old dirt road, and we're, like, jostling around. And then uh, after a couple hundred yards, it pulls up into this clearing where we see the town of the airsoft field for the first time. And from there, like, there's a guy standing right next to the truck on the ground, like, right in front of me in, you know, his World War II get up. And he takes out a radio, and he's like, he grabs it, goes, HMS Trask, HMS Trask, this is Pathfinder 1, you are clear to fire. And there's some back and forth on the radio, and we're like, what's going on? Then the town explodes. (laughs) (laughs) So they took advantage of the fact that it was going to be their last event ever to, uh, demo some yeah. of their buildings. Well, things I mean, didn't like, actually demo. They had yeah. they had actually thought about that for a different event, but they did not demo anything. Yeah. It was like fireworks going off inside the town, stuff uh, like that. Pyrotechnics, okay. smoke grenades, mortars and shooting like, out over top. Yeah. So they roll us out, they they drive us through and apparently we're going to be driving or we're going to be like uh, forcing our way up from the south edge of the town to meet with the rest of the humans who are pushing from the west edge of the town to retake, like, the enemy uh, foothold. And as we're driving through, zombies are, like, running out of buildings at the truck, and we're just, like, wasting ammo because have you tried hitting something from a moving vehicle? No. But, I mean, if you're going to be, like, attacked on a moving vehicle, you're going to shoot off of a set of moving vehicles. You're not going to get many opportunities for that. Yeah. Did, I wasted yeah. so much ammo. I wasn't planning on anything. It, I, oh yeah, so, we didn't. We didn't even touch on this. Bogue. If anybody knows Danny Bogue playing HVZ, the scariest part of this whole game was Bogue won a hundred and ten percent tryhard. Like, I saw it. He really? showed up. He showed up in like motocross riot gear. He had a mask. He had a uh, 
a Prometheus with I, like 15 paintball hoppers on him. That's what I was just about to say. I think, I think I saw it on, was the on most, that uh, Yeah, it was the most ballsy thing I could have done at that point <laughs> is to show up as a tryhard at the ultimate tryhard event. God, I kind of want to go to this event now. <sighs> it was the last one. Well, too bad you can't. Really? Um, so they drive the truck through the town as it's, as it's exploding. Those boys are running out of buildings at us on the truck. And they get to the other end, and they drop the gate, and they just start screaming, Everybody off the truck! Off the truck now! Form a line! So they're creating intentional chaos as more zombies and the, the demolisher rocket-only tanks, which their tanks are normal zombies. They can sprint, they can dodge, they can do whatever, and they can only be hit by demolisher rockets. They're all coming down at us, and so... And grenades. Right. And weapons with edge. So, Which, and, real quick, grenades, uh, how grenades work, the concussive types, if one is within 10 feet of you or in the same room of a building, when it goes off, you are wounded. When you're wounded, you can only move with three limbs on the ground at a time, and you, you either revive in five minutes, or a human must place their hands on you for one full minute, or you can use a bandage wrapped around your arm for, to go back up instantly. However, for grenades, if you dive prone on the ground, even if you're right next to it or, as we'll get to later, on top of it, you aren't actually affected in-game by it. Just just don't let it go off beneath you. Like The mods had to be very clear, like, you know, just to be safe, we have held them in our hands as they go off to see what would happen. It's not going to take your fingers with you, but you're going to have a bad day after that. Like... That that was the briefing we got on how grenades worked. Like the, you would get a lighter. You had to like light the fuse and then roll it at whatever you wanted to hit, and then it would explode a couple seconds later. They did uh, seem to have particularly long fuses, as a note. So you you would often yeah. see like a uh, a grenade come at you. You would like get back or take cover, and then you'd be down. If you like went down, you would be on the ground for like five seconds while zombies could be charging at you. And again, while you're down, you cannot defend yourself. So you are just at the mercy. So after that first engagement by the town, um, we break off and we, we called it Red Team all day, but it was the, the Ohio group, like all of us. We led this small group of humans with a mod down this path and we were eventually, like, with, with really no contact with any zombies after that, we were led Real to... Quick, you guys had no contact. Well, Real yeah. quick interjection. As, well, I was with Tyler as we're sh like scuttling through this path after we got uh, pushed out of the town by all the chaos. Uh, I never saw it again the rest of the game, but I distinctly remember passing between a tower on my left and a stripped down biplane on my right with only the frame, wings, and seats. <laughs> so we so so we we take this path down and we get to another village deep in the woods that was called Freestone, and that ended up being like the human camp the whole game so it was it was uh, a guard wall on both ends the whole thing inside like from wall to wall was maybe 50, 40 50 yards wide uh, but there were two guard walls and then a bunch of like individual rooms and shacks and bars um Can I do on the a thing real quick Tyler yeah okay so um i need to get to my thing um so my brief points another thing that the zombies would do in their LARPing acting out was like overact their deaths so like they'd like fall on their face in front of you which means you still have a 150-200 pound pile of meat coming at you and so you didn't know if it was still alive or could like tag you or whatever um, and so that was rough um, I shot a guy while defending a guy going to the bathroom and all the blank stuff which I will let everyone else talk about later um, it's been fun see you later Goodbye. my brain so um, I even but, remember we hit Freestone, or Freestone. Tyler takes the, we got the directions mixed up, but he takes what was the West Tower. I'm on the East Tower. I'm just trying to take a quick video, and at the end of my video, you hear me go, zombie! Because, like, we didn't even have time to explore it before zombies were already circling around us. <laughs> was the, the rest of the humans who didn't take the truck in were walking their way in. And they got attacked by the zombies who had attacked us in the town initially from, like, up in this tower that was, like, I don't know, 15, 20 feet up in the air. Uh, humans are towards Freestone, and I've got the FDL up on the tower, and, like, a couple zombies would be, like, behind them. So I was trying to, we're basically trying to cover them on their way into safety. And they had the materials that would actually turn it into a safe zone for us, because at the time when we first got there, zombies could still come inside and, and attack it.
Um, so as I'm in this tower, like the humans are running in underneath me, and a couple zombies out in the woods start lobbing grenades and um, uh, these like splatter zorb ball things at us. Uh, so that was kind of chaotic. But eventually, everybody makes it to the town, and we turn the town into a safe zone, and that's it. So like, now we are in game and we're rolling. Um, and from that point, what actually happens is very unlike normal HVZ, it becomes very freeform. There's not really like strict missions necessarily. It's a lot like go explore the environment and when you find things, figure out how to interact with them and what to do and like piece the game together for yourself sort of deal. Well, so from, that things... from that point, we did actually have one overarching mission. And that yeah, was the Colossus mission that I think Scotty was just about to get into. Oh, yeah. yeah, aside from we had to find three little towers or structures around the uh, battlefield. They were supposedly arranged in a triangle, and then we had to determine which one was named which and what order we had to go and destroy them in uh, based on those names. And when I say destroy them, I mean, like, we would literally go and light them on fire with fireworks and they would burn down. So one of the other real quick things, I just want to cover it because none of us actually did it and I didn't realize it until near the end. Uh, one of the side objectives that you could do throughout the game once we secured Freestone was to go and get building materials. And so you're thinking like, oh, cool, LARP or oh, cool, you know, Call of Duty zombies or whatever. No, there were pallets and plywood surround or like just spread out in the surrounding area around this place, just in the woods or alongside the path. And they meant you had to literally go and find it and nails and a hammer and bring them back and build like a makeshift wall so that zombies physically could not enter the fort if the uh, safe zone collapsed. And there were some people who did spend the game doing that. Yeah, the majority. I just kept remembering hearing hammers and I was like, yeah. oh, wait. Somebody thought it was Morse code. And... No, just yeah, that hammer. was me. Uh-huh. I'm like in awe. During the right Colossi now. mission, like it really. In sort of a lame, the, the lame way to put it would be that after that opening mission, for the next four, five hours, was a lot of just wander and free play sort of feel. That I'm glad we said. had the times to rest, to be honest, because like the Colossi didn't get that tough. It was hectic at times. But then when you, me, Brain, and whoever, who was the last one? Me, Brain, and Jaegers uh, went out to find everybody else, and we encountered bad things. That I needed a rest after that. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome to the chat, Eric. We're talking about Godfall. Hey. Eric, man, you, yeah, you missed I, out I on heard the, the, the basic beginning. To basic topic. I, I, I'm gonna stay relatively quiet just because of connectivity issues. Yeah, Dude. no, we're, we're staying quiet anyway, just because we like hearing about it. This is insane, man. Yeah, I'm so bummed that I, this was the last one. We're, we mean, barely even covered anything, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, really, yeah, go really going to need to go through this quicker. Yeah, uh, we should probably hit on Kaisers next. Yeah, so there were essentially special boss monsters roaming around called Kaisers. And, um, yeah, they were special. All right. <laughs> so I guess we could... Well, okay, I'll, I'll flash forward through, through a little bit, and then we can go back and cover any things we want to point out. But from our perspective... <clears throat> or from me, me and Jaegers uh, ended up staying with the human group right before we hit the third Colossi. Because right before we hit the third Colossi, there was another grenade attack. This time it was smoke. And we weren't entirely certain because one of the rules said that there was a type of smoke that could kill you on contact. And we didn't know if we should go through it. And all the other players are walking through and they're like, it's fine, it's fine. And me and Jaegers were the only ones who stayed behind with the mission group. Everybody else split around north, and a couple of others came back. And it ended up being me, Nick Jaegers, Tyler, and Brain at Freestone. And uh, Brandon, Greg, and Bogue were out and about in the field. So hours are going by. You know, it's getting cold. Uh, me and Jaegers are on the east gate. Brain and Tyler are over on the west gate. Uh, we're trying to stay warm, we're swapping war stories, we're literally like keeping guard on the area and keeping our flashlights down in the trail, because aside from a few motion sensor sensing lights, a barrel that we could burn stuff in, and our flashlights, 
there that was it right like the moonlight could not pierce through the trees so it was it was dark it was very very dark it was the darkest game i've ever played anyways um, and it was cold it was very it got down to 39 degrees and like i've played colder games than that but just oh boy a lot of standing around no buildings to pop into um so uh i remember a distinct moment where because apparently freestone what had or uh, between our our outer group and us there was apparently a valley and the mods described this valley as the place where radio signals go to die <laughs> which explained why the entire time we're at freestone all we're hearing is just static 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 a couple of words here and there from brandon over over the radio but there was one distinct moment where all four of us even though we're on two separate towers here over our radios Static, static, static. The distinctive sound of automatic machine gun fire. Static, <laughs> static. And we're trying to like hail them on the radio, like guys, guys, are you are you okay? What's was that? You new? Right? What is going on? So, um, a little bit after that, we're told that uh, the zombies have gathered enough materials to rebuild one of the colossi. So we've got to split up and figure out which one. So me, <clears throat> me, and the rest of the Ohio crew. Uh, we're like, all right, well, we'll go down the west path, you know, uh, which happened to go by a colossi, but in reality, we just wanted to find our fucking people. We had no idea what was going on with them. Like, we had heard Greg had died, and that Bogue was out of commission. We didn't know anything else. So, uh, we approach, or we're going down this path, dark as hell, and we see a, a fire in the distance. And as we're approaching it, we realize, oh, oh, it's another burn barrel in a fort. That's the zombie fort. Those are zombies. And we just do a, nope, just going to back it on up, back it on up, back it up, back it up. And we back, we slowly back up down the trailer with our lights off, and we bump into 40 other humans who've decided to come this way. And we're like, oh, well, now that we have friends. And we plunge forward again. We hit the fort. It's empty. It's not a good sign. We headed a little north around uh, the outskirts of the shanty town. And I can kind of see the lights from the floodlights through the trees, but it's still really dark. And then three things happened at once, and none of them were good. So a tank and two shields uh, charge up from behind. I run through the back of the humans to try and use my rockets. I get there too late. Somebody had died. I run back up to the front just in time to see this fucking thing melt out Language. Of, the, of, of the bush. That's your one. You get one. I think it's... I've given up on editing language anyways. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair I enough. don't give a fuck. <clears throat> so this thing just seemingly melts out of the bush. And in the darkness, I, I'd have to see a picture of it. But in the dark, my memory has it where it has an octopus face. It's covered in barnacles and mollusks. And it has two giant crab claws or fi- giant foam crab claws for hands. And it just freaking shrieks at us. So that was the first time we encountered a Kaiser. Now, yeah. yeah so uh, from what there, does actually, Kaiser mean? yeah. Actually, is that like, is, does that it, have like a meaning behind it, like barnacle creature man? Yeah. So Kaiser is a German word that referred to like once all the German tribes were united, that was the Kaiser of Germany. So it was like the king of Germany. Ah, okay, cool. In in this case, it was like what we would normally call special infected or special zombies, but like. To the tenth power, like they were insane. So and they yeah, had very you, ridiculous powers. So each they were each like individually a boss of some sort. Yeah, they gave so us not a, a type of bread. Got it. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that you could uh, that you could have done at the beginning was they gave us a bestiary which had all of the uh, profiles or information on these creatures, and you had to figure out through the text and through a bunch of. Uh, uh, what is it? Invisible ink that you needed a UV light to read mm-hmm. on the documents. How yes, to actually Scotty. defeat these things? UV light, huh? Shut up. So this thing w- we found out later was apparently called the open wound. You could down it. Uh, it could like it could take a knee for a short period of time, but it would always come back stronger, like faster and more able to kill. And uh, its claws could block darts. And apparently, you had to find its phylactery, or, or horcrux, for lack of a better word, that was just 
a small little pyramid somewhere in the area and you literally had to just destroy it like break it light it on fire whatever and then the creature would be like able to be killed permanently it's kind of it's 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 ridiculous so so from there that thing attacks us that was the second of the three bad things to happen we realize we don't really have a good shot at taking it down down at that moment so we turn to like the right of wherever the path that it was on and start running up another path, at which point I just... At which point Tyler's connection dies. Oh, yeah. Can I, sorry. Can I sorry. Real quick? How, uh, how did this thing move? How, how was it... What, what method of... Was it walking, running, lunging? Like, I believe it lunged at least. It might have charged. Yeah. Because I'm interested, you guys. It sounds like you were able to run away at some, some amount. Well, we weren't right up in front of yes, it, so we were no. able to run away while it was eating the people in front of us. <laughs> also, yeah, also... That's fucked so up. <laughs> the, these woods were very, very dense, and the trails, at most, you could fit three people shoulder to shoulder uh, with, you know, six-foot-high bushes and trees everywhere. So, like, when we... We could move, but there were limited directions that we could move with any sort of ease. So after... After that one attacked us first, we turn to the right, and we're running up the other path, and I hear a very distinct sound of compressed air being rapidly released, and then there is a bright red light and some smoke, and then from out of that darkness, there's a large man. This was just a dude, but he was like a big dude, like German World War II helmet, big leather trench coat with a, with a, like a propane tank on his back. And a hose, he's shooting a flamethrower at oh us is what's happening. God. And, like, not an actual flamethrower, but, like, compressed air with lights and, like, smoke. So it was, it felt very real and scary. And that was the third poopy pants moment of about... Well, I guess I'm, I could, I was gonna count, okay. So it'd be four, really, because at the exact <laughs> moment we first encountered the flamethrower... The tank and the shielders respawned, and the crab guy got up again, and oh my God. it was, like, just a trifecta of... Have you ever been, like, fisted up to the elbow? Because uh, that's what it was. I can definitely say no. Turn, turned into a Muppet? <laughs> Tim, you haven't lived. Yeah. But, like, in a two-minute span, that massive 40-person human group who was walking around with a little bit of confidence and swagger, like, yeah, we can do this, gone. Just dispersed to the wind, scattered in the woods. People were diving into bushes. And and then the grenades came in. Yep, because I was on the zombie side during this one, and we 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 had heard the compressed air and decided that was something worth inch... That was interesting to <laughs> go into. So about the time that, that they're starting to scatter... My group of about 10 zombies that are all decently outfitted with stuff come in and assault at the same time. Oh my god. It was not good. It was very bad, actually. It was, it was scary. Actually, I had a nightmare that night about being pursued through the woods by a creature that would intermittently light itself on fire. No idea where <laughs> that came from. <laughs> so, mechanically, the way the flame was that... Um, his light was very, like, uh, uh, it was a very strong light, but it created a very distinctive red circle. So if he was close enough to you and could capture you in the red circle of his flashlight, that was like a hit, and you would be down, like, the same effect as a grenade, essentially. You were down and wounded. And what we later figured out was in a strange, if you wanted to fight the flamethrower, you had to hit him with five grenades successively, which would make him go down, and then you had to run behind him and turn off his propane tank while it was attached to his back. Now, mind you, we found this out in bits and pieces. So at one point, we just heard, my group, which had broken off, had just heard, oh, you need to get around him and shoot his valve or turn it off or something. And so that's what we assumed, and we were very wrong. The only, So this, this dude... As we are, uh, so there's maybe three, four humans behind him and us in front of him. Jaegers is burned to life. All right, we forgot. Uh, you Everybody started with two lives uh, at the beginning. So Jaegers yeah, had burned his first life. Yeah, you know. Um, <clears throat> and 
people are intermittently like trying to get the flamer's attention and running up and trying to find the nozzle, but he keeps uh, downing them, and then he could uh, walk up and uh, tag them as well. So it's just all sorts of bad news. And he hounds us through the woods in the pitch black. We're scared. We have never been like we've never been here before. I still do not know what exact paths that we would have taken, but he effectively routed us in a gigantic circle through the woods back to the shanty town and the staging area. And the only reason he broke off at the exact moment a bunch of zombies attacked us from outside a building, Greg. Uh, <laughs> the only reason that he that he effed off was because he ran out of uh, CO two. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was bad. It was but bad. we found we found Brandon and Andrea, Bogue and Greg were dead. So we kind of well, completed our. We, Bogue we did had died we for an out of game reason. Yeah. If you ever yeah. seen like the Depends commercial, where are you when the diarrhea strikes? Yeah, that was that was a thing. But we essentially completed our objective, which was to get our team back together. We took. And there he goes. Yep. So yeah, we all rendezvoused back at Freestone. Uh, <clears throat> well, those of us that were alive. They even got me for a little and bit. We told, <laughs> and we were told that we had successfully found the Damarung device and all its components. and Which was what it we was needed for finale. Be, yeah, it, it was basically a bomb that would sever the portal and uh, I think they said turn the enemy homeworld inside out into a black hole of itself. So, you know definitive win and we had that in enough uh pieces to bring the original 30 minute timer down to 20 minutes that was cool and then this douche nozzle came through and he gave up two more pieces of arcane tech and that brought the timer down to 10 minutes and we're told that uh we have to have it in a specific at a specific building in the shanty town at 11 p.m that's when the timer will start. If it's not there by 11 p.m., it can't start. If it's there at 11 or 10:59, it still has to wait till 11. You get it. So you guys are probably going to want to head out at like 10:30. So they call, or I even have it on, my, on one of my voice recordings. They call over. If you're squad leader, come over here so we can streamline this this final mission debrief or mission briefing. And I look over, and Tyler's just like, Scotty! And I'm like, God damn it, I am the oldest on the team, aren't I? Uh, so I'm trying to like coordinate with the other, quote, squad leaders and rally the rest of the humans to figure out how we're going to safely get this device to the town, because I've seen several ghillie suit zombies. These Kaisers are ridiculous. Like, I One don't of know the what Kaisers we're is in a ghillie suit. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. There was also another Kaiser that was just in all black. I don't know if you guys ever saw him, but I saw him on the zombie side. Wasn't he the one we ran into when we broke off at the start and we thought was yep. a human? Yep. Yeah, no. Oh. oh, it finally clicks for Brandon like a month and a half after the fact. <laughs> well, I never saw him outside of that. Yeah, I saw I saw him on the zombie side. It was kind of terrifying because he's j because I just I'm crouching in a bush as a zombie he just comes from behind me i hear a snap like right behind me i'm just like why am i not why am i not hit yet turn around and there's just this looming black figure stay like crouched over me <laughs> oh my god uh i mean i i know i saw the crab the flamethrower the conductor the oogie boogie with hooves that tyler was not happy with you mean the oogie boogie um, with hoovies and the knight, which was briefly on our side until a human. Okay, so, so of course we're almost there. We're <clears throat> actually towards the end of the game at this point. Yeah. So of course uh, we try and rally everybody up. And we're figuring everything out, and naturally Ohio takes the lead with Brandon on the left with a uh, what was it? Uh, uh, I had a talon claw that I literally just stuck demolishers on the end of because demolishers <laughs> no, didn't were so somebody... effective. Somebody gave you a thunder blast. Oh, oh no! They gave me the uh, the tri strike attachment for oh, right. uh, that so shoot he, that shoots demolisher missiles. So he was on rockets on the left. I had my Artemis on the right, and Nick Yeagers was between us with his last life, with <clears throat> his giant headlamp just lighting the way, and oh, the rest of Ohio and a hurricane. behind us, and a hurricane, and the rest of Ohio's behind us, and then like 
what, a, ten feet behind them is the rest of the gaggle of humans just circled around this Damarung device. It was and very interesting to see Ohio was taking the front and the back during a lot of the game. Is <laughs> what we do. So, uh... So, we, what, we had a scout. Go ahead. So there was a the only person in front of us was a scout uh, from the airborne squad. They literally all dressed up in airborne uniforms, and uh, I saw one of them earlier eat a whole can of cold beans. Um, I, I wish I had done that. Was that um, the, was that the guy that played her, the harmonica that you posted the video of? Yes, it was the same guy who posted who played the mar harmonica later. That was cool. <clears throat> uh, so there's a scout in front of us about. 30 to 50 feet he's trying to stay out of the flashlights just you know spring whatever traps are ahead and periodically he would just like freeze and raise his fist in the air and we would all freeze and just one by one all the flashlights would go out and we'd just all be standing there in silence in the darkness like is it okay can we move now <laughs> and we end up crawling our way through this we took the long path figuring that the zombies wouldn't be on it you know no resistance the whole way but trust me every so we were using red headbands and armbands so it's fall and every little maple leaf in these bushes directly next to my face i would have to do a double or triple take to make sure it wasn't about to kill me <laughs> yeah we get to the outskirts realistically this was only like a 200 yard walk and it took us probably 20 minutes to do it but it was probably the most nerve-wracking portion of the game, even though nothing happened, because, you know, we had... It was so dark, we all had flashlights, so you could only see the, like, two-ish feet that your flashlight would illuminate. It was it was scarier than a lot of haunted houses I've been through just because of, like, just the effect and, like, the, the, the psychological effect of being so close quarters and it being so dark and not knowing, like... It was very spooky, is the point. It was it was very, very spooky to have to make that, that walk. It was very immersive, too. Whenever I could, and like you couldn't often because trees, but whenever I could, I was uh, orienting myself based on the North Star. Like, there were moments <laughs> when Bogue was in front of us early in the game, and he's like kind of crouched down on the trail, and Tyler's like, Bogue, what, that, what are you doing? He's like, oh, look, these are footprints. Someone broke branches here. And Tyler's like, this isn't real. This isn't, this isn't <laughs> happening. <laughs> the, other aspect, the reason why it like worked out so well, but you know that, is I discovered that the best way to make me a human is to make me a zombie as a human. So I was just running around with a shield and a pool noodle by this point. And he had a you could, like, fight with a zombie. Yeah, that didn't go well for the noodle. But the fact that it was in the woods, like kind of added the whole new element to the game as a result because of just the strategy you'd see as a result. So, like, there's times with the grenades that zombies seem like they're using on every charge. You'd hear that on the other side of the uh, woods, so you'd know you'd be able to kind of, like, sneak around the back. That's what we were doing with the uh, kind of splinter group at the start. And it just kind of added, like, a whole new, like, level to the game that you wouldn't usually see. Um, so real quick, while while they while they were doing this, I'll explain why the zombies weren't there, and this might be an interesting thing to Z13 as maybe a potential idea. So the zombies who had who like were all outfitted with with shields and uh, and dag weapons or pool noodles or whatever they could get their hands on, were doing uh, were doing a side mission to get the thing that they needed to win the finale, and basic. And basically, we had to go and, as zombies, hold hold a fort against a much smaller group of humans that were all modded humans but could respawn. So there were physical obstacles that we had to keep in place that the humans could knock over to get into the fort and try to wipe us all. Hmm. So we had to hold. So we had to hold that for for five minutes and. It was a very it was a very interesting thing to see like a, some humans come through one had like a huge pike one had just a full on prometheus that from hearing it was definitely modded. <laughs> it was it was just an interesting little experience but uh, but we ended up succeeding got our got our objective and then finale I think the human the people who were humans at the time can probably describe it better. So uh we get to like, basically, uh, we're at the bottom of a short ridge that is the main road leading 
out to the shantytown and the staging area and you know and there's a figure dressed in a full head-to-toe knight armor standing at the top of this ridge and i'm like oh no i I saw his picture in that bestiary uh that's the knight now we were always told that like uh kaisers could be on a human side on zombie side on their own side they could kill both they could ally with either whatever so the scout goes up to him and we're all just waiting and uh the first thing the knight says is why do your men cower behind you and the airborne scout just like goes with it. I don't remember what he, but he rattled off some response. And uh, he tells the knight his name is Airborne. The knight makes fun of him for it real quick. And then uh, he convinces the knight that like we're the good guys. We have to deliver this device, you know, into that town over there. Will you aid us in our quest? And the knight says, "Lead the way." So we get up this ridge, go to our left. I can see the I can't see the town, but I can see all the floodlights through the trees. I know we're right around the corner from it, and then zombies come around from that corner and they're attacking. And there's a smoke grenade, and one of the the douche nozzle I mentioned er, earlier decides he's going to use his last grenade, so he throws it at the zombies, and it lands right next to the knight, and it goes off, and the knight is wounded, and he takes a knee. And that's how finale started, and it didn't get much better from there. <laughs> we proceed to scatter and regroup around the hold point that we actually needed to hold for finale. Oh well, hold hold on, because uh, I see the night go down. I had earned a bandage earlier in the day, and as I said before, if you wrap a bandage around someone's arm, they come back up instantly. And so I'm like, yay! I can finally be useful, and I run up. I'm trying to untangle the bandage because it was already knotted to try and help the knight up uh, to get him back on our side. And I hear, grenade! Which would be a common uh, reprise of the day. (laughs) And so I just dive prone, as I've been doing. And a couple seconds go by, and I'm like, all right, this is a really long wick. And then I just feel Nick Yeagers, who is like, Sorry, but he was my hero of the game. He was always looking out for us. I feel him <laughs> grab me by the back of my vest and yank me to my feet and go, It's a smoke grenade! Go! <laughs> yeah, so we we fight our way through that first con- up over a couple of hills and then um, make our way to this trailer, essentially. In the way. There were, it was we a the, trailer. We get to this trailer and... And like, there's a there's a pause for a second. The zombies aren't hitting us yet. It's it's very calm, and we get a moment where we and we're there before eleven. So the the technical, the ten minute hold hadn't started yet, um, but we had an, enough time to look at each other and say like, okay, humans spread out, form a perimeter, get ready to defend this position. Like this is this is it. This is where we got to hold. Now so. The next thing that happened was just like an aesthetic move, but it began the poopy pants for me. So there were some like chest high, like uh, gate fence sort of things around a couple different areas. So I see a corner. I walk over to the corner because I was able to stack my mags. Don't in forget front the of trench me to hell. So that I didn't. Oh, yeah. How did that? That's trench what I was get getting. So, well, so that's what I was getting at. So I'm stacking mags on this fence in front of me so I don't have to like dig with my leg pouches to get to them when the fight starts. And I see the mods to my left by this trench, which was like a five foot deep trench that ran through most of the town. They light like 10 roadside flares and toss them down into the bottom of this trench. So it literally looks like a crack in the earth going straight down to hell. (laughs) And it was very scary to look at. Um, It was terrifying even from the zombie side. (laughs) Yeah. So like we've, we've got our positions and stuff. We take up like our... Our, our spots and then the charges start coming um and like the the easiest way i can sum this up is i went in full ammo i should have had like we counted it out scotty i think i had like 280 rounds on me with my fdl i i died empty-handed wow yeah there was there was so much ammo okay so my best estimate they say that of the 77 concussive grenades that were out there, us players use 47 of them. And that seems just way too low. There's no way it can be that little because there was a grenade going off at least every 20 to 30 seconds during this entire 
engagement. Like it was just grenade. All right, whatever. If it's next to my foot, I don't care. And it yeah, I believe forty were thrown at the finale <laughs> because yeah. apparently all the zombies that died were humans that had scooped up all the grenades and hoarded them until to use them as zombies. Hey, that, yeah. <laughs> zombies that. had also been uh, had also been grabbing up their uh, basically treasure stashes that they could find that had grenades as well. So there's explosions. There's smoke grenades. Come, like there were, there was a moment. I was on the east flank uh, of, of this trailer, and we kept trying to push out and like actually surround the trailer. It was not happening. And then uh, we uh, there were there was at least one solid moment where there were enough smoke grenades in the trench in front of me that I could not see the bodies coming at me until they were already out of the smoke and in my face. Like, just just shapes coming out, bursting out of the smoke in front of you. Uh, there's mods going around with uh, prop weapons firing blanks. Like, uh, I heard it, Tyler saw it, where there was a mod firing a shotgun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, hold on. So, so if let me, let me put this this way. This was about the span of 45 seconds for me. Okay, so I was holding the corner, like, like the corner of this flank line for the humans with all my mags stacked in front of me and stuff. I'm dumping full auto 18 round uh, stick mags into the horde as it's charging us. And, like, it's not going terribly until two tanks start coming right at the fence. And I have no demolisher rockets. So I was like, there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to run that way for a second. So from my corner, I move out of the way to let somebody with missiles take care of it. I run to the left side of the human line. I had been on the right. So I run to the left and I run into the middle of the line. I'm like, okay, what can I fight over here? And I look up and there is this giant ghillie suit covered running on crutches with a big green light in the middle of its chest thing. And it just comes barreling down towards the middle of us. And I was, I looked at it without firing a shot and I was like, nope, not doing that either. So the, I turned around. So that the best way I can describe that thing is it just imagine the best that someone could do to recreate a big daddy from Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. So I looked at that thing and I was like, nope, not doing that. I turned around. The tanks back at my original position had been taken down. So I run back to my original position to keep fighting. At the point, I, I look, I see another charge coming in. I go to level my FDL and some horrendous god-awful boom goes off in my left ear. And I look to my left. And there's a mod with a 12-gauge shotgun leveled at another tank. And he's just screaming, why won't you fucking die? And he just pops <laughs> off. Like, he pops off like six 12-gauge rounds towards this player. Uh, like right in my ear, he was like three feet away from me. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's very loud and very concerning. So I dump like another mag. Then two grenades fly over the fence and land by my feet. And I'm like, uh, what do I do? And then before I can think... Again, Nick Yeagers grabs me by my backpack and just rips me to the ground so that I'm prone. The grenades go off, and he's like, get back up and fight! I jump back to my feet, and I keep dumping rounds. I finish off what I had left of my mags, so like my FDL is out of commission at this point. Um, other wave coming in, so I leave the corner and find like Scotty in them, and I pull out my hammer shot, and I'm like... I'm out of ammo, and I hear him mean, what do you mean you're out of ammo? And I was like, I'm out of ammo. I don't know what to tell you. I, I had a hammer shot and some spare darts, and I just tried popping off rounds at whatever I could see in front of me. And at one point, like, another grenade went off and took out the entire front line of humans on that side. So, like, me and a couple other people take a knee, grabbed me and said, I don't actually know if this was valid or not. Somebody, like, grabbed me and touched me, and they're like, okay, you're good. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to get back up and keep fighting. Uh, so I jumped up, keep shooting my hammer shot, and then at one point, like, I'm looking around, and I hear, I don't know how I heard it through the grenades, but I look down, and there's a kid on his stomach in front of me, and he's got a sword that's touching my stomach, and he's like, did anybody shoot me? And I was like, you know what, I don't even care at this point, please, I just want to be dead, get me out of this line, and I just took the tag, and I ran off with him, and I was like, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. That's, yeah, uh, that's kind of how my final death was, too. I I was defending the line on the other side. Um, some guy got through who I definitely did get, but but he was like, "Oh, I got your I got your leg." And I'm like, "I don't care. We're good." He goes, "Okay, well we can rock paper scissors for it." Okay, fine. 
I rock, paper, scissors, lost. And he's like, oh, do you want to do two out of three for it? No, you're good. <laughs> I'm done. So for me, it was shoot, 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 try and retake the corner. I remember Andrew and Brandon being near me most of the time. Brandon with his little missiles, with his little rocket launcher. And then from around the corner comes this thing dressed in black. It was the conductor. Oh. And apparent. I, I don't even know what its mechanics were, but like, no, people idea. were screaming. It's un- it, it was un- it was unkillable. It would engage you if you could, sh- if you, if you try, if like, if you put too much fire on it, it would charge you, and it could touch respawn zombies. Weird. Well, they okay. did this little cinematic where it came around the corner. People were sh- screaming, "Don't shoot it! Don't shoot it!" And then someone did, and then it <laughs> ran over. To it ran over to two uh, NPCs dressed in like you know military garb, and uh, killed one of them. And so he's on the ground. His co- or, and then it like just fucked off, and he's on the ground. And his buddy, you know, he's holding him. He's like, "No, you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. Just hold on." And then his buddy starts. Or then the dying guy is like, "My serve my master. I yearn for blood," or something with like that tune. And the the uh, and then we with, had to go over there and shoot him. And, and shoot and, like, kill him. We had to put him out, or we had to take him out. Jesus. So, back to firing, more, more, more. Uh, Jaeger's hurricane goes down almost instantly, so I toss him my rapid red, which was jamming for him. So he was basically down to just, like, just, like, making sure people weren't physically hurting themselves. And also <laughs> he took my and also he took my nerf sword. So, like, he had a nerf sword. That, that's enough, right? Um so then all I hear from behind us is edge, 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 which is edge were uh, melee weapons that were upgraded. They had glow sticks attached to them and they could break shields and did extra damage to uh, Kaisers. So uh, edge, edge, edge. I turn around and that poopy pants Kaiser thing that Tyler didn't like uh, is just waiting, just like pushing its way into the human ranks and people are hitting it with these edge swords and just trying to make it like go away. (laughs) So the last minute or so for me was, uh, seeing the grenades hit Tyler in the feet and Jaeger's throwing him to the ground. And then I hear rockets from behind me on the opposite flank. I turn around and that flank is basically just gone. That, That was when one of the grenades took it out. And so I run up, uh, I take out a tank, he tries to dodge it, but I clips him in the arm, and then I hear from behind me, uh, grenades! But it was close this time, so I actually dove prone, like the gr- Oh, I guess Scotty died. Well, so, to, no. to finish- Just reenacting his, his <laughs> actual death. Yeah. Hello? Hello? There. Yeah. Okay, so, just to finish up real quick, as I'm standing up from being prone- a no less than 10 foot wide fireball burst from the top of this trailer. And it took me a solid 30 seconds of continuing to fight because there were still bodies moving everywhere for me to realize, oh, wait, that was the Dameron going off. We won because that did not seem like 10 minutes. That was the longest 10 minutes of my entire age. It was yep. a very long 10 minutes. Yep. Simultaneously, and, and, there was also a zombie finale objective that we accomplished as well, because it was also it was also a hold that the humans were too busy holding themselves, holding their point to even bother engaging with us. We had no idea you guys had a mission. Oh. <laughs> and to be clear, like this whole time, like I, I straight up can confidently say like I, I physically out like in real life did not feel safe. Like, <laughs> this was probably the most dangerous thing I've ever done in any HVZ or will. The, the giant fireball was the definitive end of the game, even though like a couple stragglers came on. But for all intents and purposes, like that was it. It was a 10-minute hold that ended in the trailer that we were defending exploding and just a lot of like shell shock afterwards. Oh yeah, it took a minute to process everything that happened. Well, it took a couple of days to process everything that happened. A quick uh, aside, um, so they have had to tear down all of the structures at this field over the last three or four weeks or so uh, because it is getting shut down. And uh, we were speaking with the uh, basically the game director, ben- Benjamin Trask, at the end of the event, and he told us... Uh, 
after we mentioned how much we love the deployment or the uh, naval bombardment at the beginning and how they have to take all this stuff down, I'm like, you know, we got some lighters. And he goes, listen, guys, I'm just going to be honest with you. During the early uh, planning stages of this game, we seriously considered lighting about half the town on fire to just kill two birds with one stone. Wow. And the other reason they couldn't do it is because, you know, about 70 million grenades going off, local fire probably didn't like that as a... Uh, as it was. Yeah. Smoke going so having, having a couple giant fireballs on the side as well, past the one at the end, would probably have gotten the game shut down a little bit early. Yeah, Bogue, you saw that fireball from the parking lot, which you had to have been at least 500 yards away. What oh, was it's your first more than again? Oh, I don't even remember at this point. Because, like, the entire time, like, at this point, like, my stomach had decided it was over everything. I had gone off to a CBS, gotten Pepto, and was trying to tough shit out. And I'm just sitting there, and all you hear is just constant, almost, like, grenades going off. And then you just see this giant fireball go off. And I figured, like, they had blown up the entire, like, city at that point. <laughs> but you could see it, and, like, it would probably be visible from, like, this was right across the, uh, there's two bridges in the Cape Cod, and this was, like, at the other end of one, there's a circle. So if they were on the uh, bridge at the time, they probably saw that fireball. Or at least the so, glow of it. Yeah. So that was the game. Any questions? <laughs> I do want to add one, because it's one of my favorite moments, and I prom promised Nick I would. Uh, so... At the third Colossi, after most of the rest of the team had uh, bumbled off into the woods, it was me and Nick with the mission group, and we're about halfway down an incline on this path, and they're about to set off the fireworks to burn the Colossi. There's zombies messing with us uh, further up the path, and all I hear, again, is grenades! And I uh, look up to see two, two grenades being tossed underhand at us down this incline, so I dive prone. I... As soon as my I, as soon as my body hits the ground, I feel one of these grenades bounce off of my leg and roll to my right. I look over just to see because, like you know, it's still a concussive device, and I watch with horror as Nick Yeagers jumps on top of this grenade to dive prone and has to panic and just roll to the side several times on the ground as both of us still have our blasters trained up the incline at the zombies that are about to charge us. <laughs> Any question? I think I'm going to have to listen to this episode after we post it three or four times before yeah, I can digest I, everything you've just told us. There's a lot going on there. I'm Holy now I'm upset cow. that that was the last one because I yeah, want to do this. This sounds fantastic. It was fantastic. It really was so great. So, so they have it. We're leaving out too. Yeah. So they do. They do intend to do another one but they don't currently have a venue. They have the mod staff, they have the interest, they just don't have a venue at this point. Wow. Damn. I honestly, like, I, w I would love to be able to sit here and say, like, yeah, I'll, I'll totally go and do it again. Like, it was fantastic, but, like, it was a lot. I honestly don't know if I could, like, go through it again. It was a little traumatizing, but super this, fun traumatizing. This reminds me of that Survivor gift where you have, like, the two people that just looked horrified. And then the one dude just like evil smile. That's that's how this event is. You've got people like Scotty and Tyler who are like, oh, no. And then you have people like me who are like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was me Excuse too. You? I would definitely go. Are you back I in? Mean, okay. I don't know if I would. I figured you were done with all like the pooping the pants. I don't, I don't know if I'd, you know, shell out as much as I paid to get there and the hotel and all that. But yeah, hell yeah, I would definitely play a game on that caliber again. How much more did you spend going to this than you did for an end war? I spent about $600 on this game. That's However, was, was it worth car. it? Was it worth it though? It, I'd say it was worth it. Yeah. Especially I mean, because people it was their last easily spent more than that on end war. If you look at flights, like start putting flights in hotels. Yeah. We, we probably spent six, 700 on end war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, me, that said, though, our car managed to get uh, managed to get housing with uh, with one of Brian's friends, and we drove. It probably only ran us about maybe a hundred for the full for the full weekend. I would say so. No, is that including or like, discluding like your actual gear? Um, uh, I mean, I didn't buy any gear going in, but I don't know if that includes the cost of the tickets. Oh yeah, yeah. add another, add this, another, add another uh, forty for the ticket. 
Even yeah, forty for a ticket for, for that's not bad. But the payments, those all went towards the explosive. Yeah. yeah. So there's, like, there's actual. Like, you could see where the forty dollars went. <laughs> yes. You you <laughs> were attacked by the forty dollars. Yes. Yeah, and I invested in their patch and their bandana because they're just so. I'm so pissed. I lost my bandana. After having experience, if if I were to go and play at an end war today, like I would walk in as a like my normal try hard self, and I would feel confident in my ability to like play hard and get far, just like in a normal HVZ. I was not ready for this game. Like we we thought we were ready. But, like, we were not. I would have to do a lot of thinking before playing one of these. Like, from a loadout standpoint, there's a lot of things I would need to do differently before doing this. Again. And by thinking about a loadout I knew, standpoint... I knew I was... Yeah, from a loadout standpoint, definitely the ideal thing is a demolisher with the, like, tri-strike attachment to then shoot another demolisher missile. Is You mod that to a 2S, and that's, like, your ideal loadout. And it is worth noting, uh, they're somewhat particular about the missiles just because they hadn't experienced other ones at the uh, field yet so we brought some uh, air zone i think it was you those... brought some of those yeah. okay i brought like 30 rockets i'm like i'm good to go and they're like yeah these are new so we're gonna count them as megas i'm like ooh, well looks like i got a sword hey but you got a <laughs> but... sword and a, and a prometheus which since it was a new weapon it immediately died yeah. yep Oh, I just remembered another thing Tyler thought he would like, but then definitely did. All right, make it quick, because we're, we're over Silly string zombie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never actually ran into those. We ran into one briefly. Uh, silly string doesn't go as far as you would. <laughs> yeah. Especially not Still when you're running when it's right in front of Yeah, it... Yeah, I, I actually ran into one of those as a human. Uh, it was frightening but it was one of those cases where it's like he probably would have been better off had he just taken the had he just taken two more steps because he didn't get me and he would have if he had taken another step or two wow all right tom's yelling at us to wrap it up so yeah we we, we're like, uh we're going over a little bit and we just got to wrap this up real yeah. quick fair so, enough uh, this was uh this has it, been amazing and yeah. I, I like i said i'm gonna have to listen to this episode multiple times just to to get everything out of it for me to digest but uh thank you so much everybody for being on um it sounds thank like you. you had an amazing experience and i'm very jealous and please if uh you ever hear about them picking one back up and and doing another one make sure you pass that along and we'll uh we'll make sure to mention it on an episode so that people can be aware and uh guys also don't forget hashtag free stuff hashtag free stuff thank you guys have a good night